Welcome everybody to another weekly service. And like I said, for those of you, if this is your first time out here, this year, a very, very, very happy new year. You know, on the 30, when do we have our service? We have 31st? On the 31st of uh, December, uh, I said this. You know, in the Bible, the Old Testament prophets didn't declare, uh, didn't declare every year as uh, a year of something. The Old Testament prophets didn't give a word for every year that this is going to be a year of hope, this is going to be a year of peace, this is going to be a year of joy. And uh, we're not going to do that as well. We are going to be led by God to speak and say what we feel or what I feel we need to say. But I very strongly felt, I very strongly felt, you know, on, uh, towards the last week of uh, December that God was declaring that this year is going to be a year of triumphant hope. This year, 2022, is going to be a year of victorious hope. So I really believe and I speak that over your life. My message today is titled, People Matter. People Matter. You know, last week I spoke on, or I spoke a message titled, Start Your Year Right. And what I'm doing through this month is mentioning the vision of our church. For those of you who were here last week, if you remember, I spoke on encounter. I spoke on encounter, and we as a church believe that it's all about the presence. It's all about the presence of God. If His presence is not here, then we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. If His presence doesn't lead us to do what we're called to do, we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. So I spoke on encounter last week today. I'm going to touch on, on, on our second part of our vision, which is called embrace. You know, our vision is encounter, embrace, empower, and express. And so today I want to touch on embrace, which is why the topic of my message today is people matter. Have you ever been into a place where, you know, you enter, you enter a very fancy place, you enter a very fancy showroom, and people scope you from head to toe. Can this guy afford this? You know, I remember, you know, uh, uh, in my home country, uh, we were very fascinated when Rolls Royce came out. And uh, we entered the showroom. We're super excited to see the Rolls Royce. At least, uh, we, at least we thought we would get to see it up close. And within seconds, you know, when you enter in through the, when I entered in through the door, I had someone come up, and I thought he was going to greet me. I was dressed. I was well-dressed, okay? And I had someone come up to me and say, excuse me, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I'm uh, uh, come to check out the car. Are you buying it? Are you booking it? I'm like, no, I just want to have a look at it. Uh, I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, you know, you need to walk in by appointment and, and so and so and so and so. I'm like, I, no, I, I just want to see it. I'm sorry, sir. You have to walk in. You have to make an appointment and then walk in. And it felt really bad, you know? It felt like, you know, someone just picked you up and threw you away. And then I happened to be in another country, and uh, we're walking down the street, sports car showrooms on every side. We were, we were high on coffee by the time we, we reached the Rolls-Royce showroom because every, every person, whichever showroom you entered in, every person treated you like the car was made for you. 
So would you, can I get you some coffee? Can I get you some biscuits? Gave us like a whole bunch of magazines. It's okay if you're not purchasing it. It's fine. And by the time we reached the Rolls-Royce showroom, which I was super excited, this guy came up to us. And I wasn't dressed as well as, as I was in my home country. I was in shorts, t-shirt, and flip-flops. And I entered the, the Rolls-Royce showroom. And this guy comes to me and he's like, Sir, this car is just made for you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Sir, this car is just made for you. And I was like, no, I just want to check. No, 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 you can't check it from outside. You need to sit inside and see what it feels like. You know, the Rolls Royce had the starry light, you know, the starry light theme. And depending on how you customize it, you know, it, 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 it's brilliant. So he not only allows us to sit inside, he starts the engine for us. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to do that. You don't. So this car is just made for you. This is your car. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to think it is, but it's not. It's not. And we got out of the car, and we thought that was a full experience. We, we, we thought that was a full experience. Then he takes us into his cabin. He says, so what would you like to have? And then he brings out this menu of different types of teas and different types of coffee. And what cookies would you like to have? I'm like, no, I don't. I'm, I really appreciate all that you've done till this very moment. But we just, you know, I just love the car. It's a work of art. It's, a, it, it, it's great. I just wanted to see it. And he said, whether you buy the car or you don't, every person who walks into our store matters. Every person who walks into our store matters. And he sent us away with books on the car, like, you know, coffee table books. And it was such a pleasant experience. Such a pleasant experience. Why am I saying this? You know, we look at people, sadly, in the church as well. We look at people and we want to get to know them. We, we, we interact with them uh, based on who they are what they drive, where they come from, what they do, and all of these things. Sad to say, when we actually understand the full picture that Jesus died for all. You know, Bill Johnson says that we need to look at every person based on the fact that they're created in the image of God, whoever they may be. We need to look at every person based on the fact that they are created in the image of God. And at this church, at Hope DXB, we want this to be a place that any person who walks in, who's not on a journey with God, any person who walks in, who desires to know God, who desires to get into a relationship with Him, will be embraced. No matter who they are, what they do, where they come from, or however big or small their bank balance may be. Every person will be embraced. What we're creating over here, what we want to build is a safe place for every person. But not only that every person walks into this place will be embraced, but for those who have a relationship with God and who are part of the church, who are part of this community, who know God, it is our responsibility that we give them that opportunity to encounter God. We make that opportunity happen for them if they have walked into our family. How many of you, when someone walks into your home, you're like, 
and uh, someone, comes, someone comes along, a person who you don't know, visits your home, but someone you know, do you go like, oh, I know you, you come in, you wait till we finish our conversation. You wait. No, we welcome them into our home. In the same way, this is our home. This is our home. If you want to give them a good experience in your physical home, and you want them to give them an opportunity that they are loved in your home, we need to do the same for the house of God. When people walk in, whoever they may be, we need to give them that opportunity, make that opportunity happen for them, that they went out loved. They went out feeling respected. They went out being honored. That's what this place is. That, that, that's what we want to build and create in this place. A place where people can be themselves no matter what. No matter what. You know, God made us all with a need for connection. God made us all with a need for connection. We can connect with anyone intellectually and emotionally, but a spiritual connection requires that both people have a strong relationship with God. You know, God intends for us to experience life together. That's why he has brought us together under one umbrella, which is called the church. The Bible says in Acts 2, verses 40 to 47, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. This, this, this is where it gets to me. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. To give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, verse 44, Acts 2, verse 44 tells us they were together. They were together. This picture of the church was made possible because the people made because because the people made the relationship with others a priority. Verse 44 says that they were together, and verse 46 says they continued to meet together. They continued to meet together. And this was made possible because people made relationship with others a priority in their lives. Luke says they were devoted to fellowship. And God desires for us to commit to the same thing today. I mean, you know, we were super excited when 2021 came and we were like, wow, happy new year, everybody, 2021. And then 2021 went by so fast. And we were super excited when 2022 came, happy new year. Well, the ha I mean, half of Jan is, I mean, Almost half of Jan is gone. It's gone. You're not going to get this time back. I've said in a year, there's 8,760 hours. 8,760 hours. 
let me give you some good news. Over a hundred, hundred hours, over hundreds of hours of your life is gone. You're not going to get it back. Sorry. But that's what it is. It's reality. You're not going to get it back. The most important thing is what you're going to do with the time that you have left. What's the legacy that you want to leave? What's the impact that you want to have on community, on people with the time that you have left? The best use of your life is to love others. The best use of your life is to love others. The best way to love is to make time for others. The best way to love is to make time for others. The first thing I want to say this, this afternoon is we're called to live out the love of God. We're called to live out the love of God. One of the best contributions we can make in life is to love others. Is to love others. Care for those in need physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You know, it's not about having many people. All that, although there should have been around 3,000 people in Acts chapter 2, this verse that I just read. But you can have many people, people who want to experience the love of God, but do not want to share that love with others. You can have people who want to be forgiven, but do not want to forgive. You can have people who want to live by the grace of God, while holding others accountable for their errors. You can have people who want God to erase their sins while they pick at other people's faults. You know, during Jesus' darkest days, the disciples were arguing amongst themselves, who is the greatest disciple? Whom does Jesus love the most? You know, time after time, Jesus told them about, you know, why he came into the world, he told them, he was telling them about his sacrifice for mankind. He was telling them that the time is approaching where I will leave you and I will have to go. Because just as, just as you know, it was told in the Old Testament, prophecy has to be fulfilled, that God will send his son and he will take on, he will take on suffering and pain and everything that was due to us and he will die the worst kind of death on the cross. And Jesus was explaining to his disciples all of these things. But over here they were arguing, who is the greatest disciple? Who's the best? Who's got more swag? Who has better hair? Who has long hair? Who has curly hair? You know, who looks, who's, who's, best, who's better looking when he stands next to Jesus? And over here Jesus is explaining to them and he's telling them all of these things, but they were not interested. They were not interested because they were so preoccupied with their internal quarrels. Even, even, even during the last supper they had with Jesus, they were arguing about who was the greatest among them. But we, know, we need to understand that God has brought us together and has placed us in community to love and serve other people. To love and serve other people. You know, I really love this verse. Matthew 20, 28. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. To give his life as a ransom for many. Why does God insist that I give attention and love to you? Why? 
Why do we give priority to love one another? Why should we reach out to one another? Why can't we just focus on our little cliques? Why? Because God wants his family to be known for its love. God wants his family to be known for its love. You know, I want, I want to say this to you. You and I don't realize that we are called to so much more. Very often we think that our influence is only within the circle of five or six people. But God said that you will shake the nations of the world. God said that you will go to the ends of the earth. Many a times we, re- we feel that our influence is just within a circle of five or six people and what God has given us is for five or six people. But what God has given you is far more than you know. Many a times I say this, you are a lot stronger than you think you are and you have a lot more than you think you have. It may not be in your hand, it may not be in your pocket, but you've got this. What do I mean by this? The Bible says, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. The Bible also, has, the Bible also goes on to say that God is love. What you have is on the inside of you. You have love on the inside of you. The most powerful thing the most powerful tool in the world. Love covers a multitude of sins. What you have is more powerful to transform an environment where there's pain, where there's suffering, where there's hurt, where there's disappointment, where, there's dis- where, the people, where, where there are people who are depressed. Your love can change the atmosphere. It's not just limited to a circle of five. God has given you things to change the world. He's put things on the inside of you to change the world. There are a lot more people out there who need to be embraced. This church is not just a church within the four walls of this place. We are called to be a church for the city. Because what God has given us is for this city. It's not, for just, it's not just for these, these four walls that we're enclosed within right now. It's for this city. That's why he said, Judea, first focus on Judea, then go to Samaria, then to the ends of the earth. Our Judea right now is a city. We need to transform the city. We need to embrace people wherever we go, where God has placed us in. You have a desire to go to Canada? Great, I'm with you, I'll pray for you. But let's first do and do it well where God has placed us. Let's love and serve well first where God has placed us. It's not that God doesn't want to bless you. God's blessing comes in parts and it's always greater and greater and greater and greater. But first he wants to know, he wants to know that what he's entrusted into your hands, you are responsible enough to take care of it and to make fruit come out of it. The Bible says, too much is given, much is required. Much is required from you, much is required from me. You know, John 13, 35 says, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We're called to live out the love of God. This love has to be intentional. And you have to get the focus off yourselves. You cannot walk around with your, with your eyeballs outside their sockets. Because when your eyeballs are out of their sockets, they're looking back at you. 
depending on how big your eyes are. Sorry. You know, everywhere you're walking, if your eyeballs are out of their socket, it's focusing on yourself. We're not called to focus on ourselves. If I'm here worrying about myself, who spoke to me and who did not, who looked at me the wrong way, who did not comment on my shoes, who said the wrong thing or made the wrong move, of course I'm going to be hurt. Of course I'm going to be hurt. Because my focus is entirely on myself. You know? But let's, 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 let's think about this for a minute. Maybe the other person had a bad day. Maybe the other person is having a bad stomach. You never know. I mean, don't be around people who have a bad stomach, okay? I'm talking our experience. Me being the person with the bad stomach. Don't be around those kind of people. Okay, maybe they're not good at communicating. Maybe they're not good at communicating. Maybe they're clueless. Maybe they just had a fight, you know, with their wife or husband or something happened when they were on the way to church. We can't walk around worrying about how others are treating us. We have to walk around seeing how we can love and live out the love of God for someone else. How can we serve? How can I be a friend to someone? There are new people who walked in today to this. There are new people who walked in today into this church. I'm not asking you to raise your hands. It's absolutely fine. It's not, listen, it's not, this church is a family. I know I thank God for the authority and the privilege to be able to leave this church, but we are in this together. We are in this together. I don't want people to just come and know, get to know me and my wife and my team. I want people to get to know the bigger family. We have a big family. How can you be a friend to someone? How can you show that you care? Whether that love is returned back to you or no, whether that love is returned back to you or no, in exactly the way you think it should be. Otherwise, how will people experience the love of God if I never live it out for them? We are to be God's agents of love in a love-starved world. The second thing I want to say very quickly is make time for others. You know, Rick Warren in his book, The Purpose-Driven Life says, the best expression of love is time. The best expression of love is time. How important some things are can be measured by how much time you're willing to invest in them. The more time you give to something, the more you reveal its importance and its value to you. If you want to know a person's priorities, just look at how they manage their time. Just look at how they manage their time. Time is the most precious gift I can give someone because I only have a fixed amount of it. And today, in this time, in this age, with everything that's happening around the world, what people need more than anything else is your time. Maybe a phone call. Take time to send a message. You know, there might be a prompting, and you may feel, oh, I feel like messaging this person today. It's okay, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Listen, let me tell you, this time is not in your hands. You don't control time. You may not know what, what you, may, you may not know what, 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 what might happen to the other person. You may not know. I'm telling you out of experience. It's something I'll have to live for the rest of my life. You know, October 26th, when I was flying down, I was, uh, uh, this happened in 2016. 
I was flying down to India. I was, about, I was going to do meetings with a friend of mine, three-day meetings, you know, with a friend of mine. And uh, on the 26th, on 26th, uh, I felt this thing. I felt this, you know, I, I felt this, this prompting from the Holy Spirit, you know, call your dad, call your dad, call your dad. I'm like, it's cool. I'm not going to call him. I'll call him up tomorrow. I'll call, I mean, I'm not going to call him. I'm going to see him tomorrow morning. I'm going to see him tomorrow morning. You know, we spoke, we spoke a bit the whole of that week. And we're going to speak. You know, I, I, I spoke to him and I told him that, you know, I want to talk to him about some things. And uh, that whole morning, Thursday, it was a Thursday morning, kept coming. Call your dad. Call your dad. Call your dad. I remember my wife told me as well. Call your dad. I said, no, I'm seeing him tomorrow morning. I'm seeing him tomorrow morning. And uh, at that point in time, we were doing our service on Thursday in Abu Dhabi. Service got done. We were out for dinner. My, uh, we were going to be at the airport at 12 o'clock, midnight. Flight was at Friday, on Friday, 3 o'clock in the morning. After dinner, I get a call. That same Thursday night, your dad passed away. Your dad passed away. I never got an opportunity to tell him things that I want to talk to him about, things that I want to share about, something that I have to live for the rest of my life. But it's something that I've learned as well, to tell others, to tell others, don't take, don't take it lightly. The time that you have, don't take it lightly. And I'm thankful that I've had the opportunity to tell people, you know, young people who've had problems with their parents, make it right. Make it right. Make it right. I may never have got that opportunity, but the Bible says God works at all things for your good. I learned a lesson, a lesson that's been able to help other people today. Make time for others. Make time for others. Make it right with others. At the end of the day, there's nothing that we can take from this world. There's nothing that we can take. Let's do what we're called to do right now. Last and final thing that I want to say today is start now. Start now. Express God's love now. Embrace the people who God has placed in your life now. Embrace the people who desire to have a relationship with God and you know them. Embrace them now. People matter more than you know. Even in the busyness, I must learn not to cut back on relationships. When in heaven, God's not going to ask me about my personal achievements, my bank account, or my hobbies. He will review my relationship with people, especially those in need. The poor, the needy, people who needed me the most, the hurting, the lost, the depressed, the broken. Matthew 10, 42 says, if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. That person will certainly not lose their reward. I want to say this, as your pastor, make it a point to be present every Sunday. Not for me, not for me, definitely for God, but more so for the people who are coming to this place, whose life you can make a difference in. Whose life you can make a difference in. People matter.
people matter. The very reason why the church exists is for community, is for people. People matter. And I want you to know that God has put so much in your life and my life to be able to be a light, to be able to be a blessing, to be able to make a difference in someone's life, probably the one sitting next to you. Which is why I'm, I'm saying, make it a point to be in church every Sunday and look out for whose life you can touch, not just on a Sunday, but through the week and from there on. Because you, listen, listen, let me say this. You are God's brilliance on display. You are God's brilliance on display. God wants to move in someone else's life through your life. Why? Because the person on the left or the right of you matters to God. Just as you matter to him, the person in this church, the person outside in the city, the person in your office, the person on the side of the road, everyone matters to God. We're called to embrace. Live out the love of God. Make time for others and start now. Start now because we don't really know. We don't really know. The Bible says, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Let's do best what we can do today and be that blessing to someone else. You know, we've got, we've got hangouts starting. Woohoo! We've got hangouts starting on the 25th of Jan. We've got hangouts starting on the 25th of Jan. You're probably thinking to yourself, how can I make a difference? How can I be join a hangout? It's a small family, it's a small group of people where you can be used by God to make a difference. Where you're not just, you're, it's not just you making a difference, but you are able to draw into your life as well. Because, you know, I was sharing the worship team yesterday. If you grow, I grow. If you grow, I grow. Because you are receiving from God, I'm receiving from God. I may be in a difficult place, but if you're growing, I draw it from you and I take it into my life and it encourages me. I want to encourage you. We've got hangouts happening throughout the city. Get on our website and sign up for a hangout. Sign up for a hangout because that's where we can begin to understand that people do matter and understand that we are called to be a blessing in this place. So let's start now. Join a hangout happening on Jan 25th. Happening on Jan 25th. And the details, can be found, the details can be found on our website. But I'm really excited. I'm really excited for, for what God's doing, for what God is yet to do, and for the many other people who are going to walk into this service week after week and the opportunity that we are going to get to embrace them. Can we all stand? Just to let you know before I pray, we also have, uh, we're also going to have, be having our prayer teams at the back. If any of you desire prayer, Please go at the back and our team, will be, our team would love to pray for you. And for those of you who are new, I'll be up over here and would love to get to know you, have a chat with you, and uh, yeah, find out a little bit more about you. Great? Are we going to be committed to serving and loving people? Yeah. Awesome. Just stretch out your hands. Let me speak a blessing. Father, we just thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the very fact that I thank you for the people that you've placed in our lives. And I pray, Father God, as a church, we would go out of our way 
to embrace, to love, to serve, and be there for the people around us. Not just inside this place, but outside, in our workplace, in our workplace, our homes, our, you know, getting opportunities on the street, in the malls, wherever, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that we would live out, truly live out the love of God and share the love of God wherever we go. And Father, in saying that, I also pray a great blessing over every person in this place. Once again, I declare healing. I declare breakthrough and victory, financial breakthrough, businesses to prosper, restoration, reconciliation, whatever it is that people are looking forward to in this week. I just pray, Father God, for a phenomenal week and pray, Father, that this week would be a great week filled with blessing upon blessing, encouragement upon encouragement, breakthrough upon breakthrough, and more than anything else, being surrounded by your presence and drawing from your presence wherever we go. In Jesus Christ's mighty name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.